This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studios, Palm Springs, California, on this beautiful Sunday, March 8th, International Women's Day. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I have two amazing women here in the studio. I'll do an introduction. Alexandra, of course, every week, running the boards. My producer, my friend. Thank you so much, Alexandra. You're welcome. My pleasure. Appreciate you. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. We learn. We share. A lot of fun, and, and she inspires me and motivates me and gets me off topic. and <laughs> <laughs> Make you lose track of time. Makes me lose track of time. She, it's funny. She gets locked in, and I, I love it. Because I'm, I'm doing the show, and I'm looking right at Alex, <laughs> right? And I'm sharing this information, and she's For just, the first time. She's locked in. <laughs> and then she holds her hands up to go, we have 10 seconds. <laughs> so it's fun. Um, and also here in the, and myself, I'll introduce myself before I introduce my esteemed guest for the hour. Um, I, my name is Jason Tate. I am a schoolroom teacher, classroom teacher. I teach in the high school system currently. I also do every once in a while. I'll do a lecture uh, outside of the high school. In fact, this week... I'm doing a lecture for family medicine residents, first, second, and third year family medicine residents for Eisenhower Hospital. My uh, my family over there at Eisenhower Mm -hmm. Family Medicine or Eisenhower Health, and I love them. And so I'm doing didactics this week with them. And every year I do didactics once or twice uh, with the Eisenhower Family Medicine Residency Program. So this week I'll be sharing information about character strengths, and how to recognize your own character strengths and what they mean, but also to do strength spotting with your patients so that you can inspire them for better health outcomes. Mm-hmm. So really important didactic lesson I'm doing this week with these family medicine residents. Um, so that's just a snapshot of many things that I get to do in my, my life, my blessed life. My guest today is a remarkable woman who I met a couple years ago when I needed, I needed some help. I needed someone to talk to and just kind of get back on my feet. And she was first my therapist and eventually became one of the best friends I've ever had. Mm. And so... Thank you. That's so nice. You <laughs> do this about getting choked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, she helps people in all walks of life all the time. And she is a beacon of power and strength and forgiveness Mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to talk about this hour on this international (laughs) women's day f word project we're going to talk about forgiveness but first dr denitza borges thank you so much uh thank you jason that was very kind (laughs) <laughs> can you can you share that wonderful intro with like the masses? So <laughs> I just I, did. I should have, I should have uh, <laughs> recorded it and, and uh, played it every morning on my ringtone. Like that's a great way to wake up. <laughs> it, it, and it's true. It's all true. And I, I didn't write a script. I'm speaking from my heart right now oh, as I sit you. here and look at you. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. What is it that you do? Tell, mm-hmm. tell me about this. Okay. So Denitza, you're my sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were first my therapist. 
then my friend, now you're my sister. Mm-hmm. I love this transition. Yeah, you've adopted me as a sibling. <laughs> you're involved in so much right now, as you should be. So who is Denisa Borges at this stage in her life? Denisa Borges at this stage, that's a really great question. Denisa Borges at, at this stage in her life is a clinical sexologist, an author, a speaker, and the founder of the Forgiveness Project, the F Word Project. Oh, and a radio show host. Too. Oh, and a radio show host. Too. I always forget that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That is what I do. Please don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Yes, I do that all in a week, right? All yes. in one week. <laughs> it's a great week. <laughs> it is a good week. So ha- Denisa has a show here. Oh, right. see, since she forgot it, mm-hmm. she has a show here at iHub on Saturday nights mm-hmm. from. 8 to 10? 8 to 10 on Saturday nights and then repeated uh, 8 to 10 again on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Right after my show. Right after your show. Exactly. It's uh, Donita After Dark and we talk about um, sex in a very positive, humorous, but serious serious way. There's a lot of humor, but there's a lot of information. information. Yeah. That is, is yeah. definitely, uh, it, it, it does have its moments. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll just take it, it that way. Yeah. And it should be, it's something that not enough people talk about. Right. And so thank you for, for oh, having a show. Thank you. Thank you. I hope it's entertaining <laughs> for everyone. Dr. Denitza Ruth Borges. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I just don't have the accent, but hey, I'll take yeah, it. Right. <laughs> I'll take it all day long. <laughs> All right, before we launch into some more on this International Women's Day, mm-hmm. I have a thought to digest. Okay. Uh, this is my weekly segment, a thoughtful quote to inspire emotion. And I just want you to hear this one. I want both of these amazing ladies in the room here to hear this one and you out there as well. Feminism, feminism isn't about making women stronger. Women are already strong. It's about changing the way the world perceives that strength mm-hmm. by G.D. Anderson. Love this quote. Couple Very stories. True. This shows this hour we're going to share stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my mom, very strong woman, single mom, raised two boys, mostly on her own. I mean, I, I still have a father, mm-hmm. but raised by a single mom. And she never remarried. She dated a little bit, but. Wow, to raise two boys at the ages of three and one and a half, all the way, you know, to become successful men. Mm-hmm. My brother is a very successful um, police officer, retired from the Air Force military and police officer. He's an amazing human being. I have to have him on the show one of mm-hmm. these days. Right. And, uh, and here I am doing my thing. And our mom, hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss her. I bet you do. I, mean, I think uh, um, this, unfortunately, you know, it, it, it's just one day, but I think women are empowered every day. And even though we get our own day today of International Women's Day, I think um, we show our strength on a daily. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. In, in, in yeah. every single action. And it's it's wonderful to actually be recognized as, yeah. a, as a different gender. And and yeah. and uh, and valued for our strengths and also our weaknesses because again it, it's important to to play focus on those weaknesses and that we strive and that we help each other um, not only woman to woman but woman to men too. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, true. And you know I'm I'm gonna throw I'm gonna add a little spice, a little humor to this today. I love one of my favorite comedians is Jim Gaffigan, 
and he has a bit about women and he says when you think about women they're amazing and he says i i and i'm saying this in the most pandering way they can grow a baby inside their body mm-hmm. and then somehow you know pass a baby through their body and then feed a baby with their body mm-hmm. like it, this all happens with women and when you think of the male contribution to this whole thing <laughs> it's kind of pathetic it's very small doing the yeah. it's a very small contribution <laughs> literally doing the one thing. <laughs> it's literal yeah. doing the one thing that so many men think about 24 hours a day their contribution and, you know, is very low their 6 second contribution and ta-da, right mm-hmm. and so again you know i i have to uh, share a more serious story uh, about my wife who my wife and I have a beautiful um, baby girl well she's not a baby anymore <laughs> she's a five foot six 12 year old but <laughs> when when my wife said she wanted to do an all-natural pregnancy and childbirth um, and I and I my wife's very strong but she's kind of a wimp I call her a strong wimp mm-hmm. and she doesn't handle pain very well and um, but she, I don't mean that in any other way other than she, you know. Right, she's some women strong. just have a, yeah. a lower yeah. pain tolerance. But she said this, and I was kind of like, really? And because I know, you know, with modern technology, we can make it basically pain-free. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, this is really important to me. Mm-hmm. I want to have a natural childbirth, and I don't even want to go any other way. This is it. Like, this is what it's going to be. Right. And uh, I, I changed my tune. I didn't argue with her for a second. I said, okay. What can I do? How can I support you? And she did it. She had an amazing pregnancy, studied, read every day, hours, had an amazing pregnancy. Maybe not even one time did she really get morning sickness. She had contractions almost at the stroke of midnight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And at three o'clock, I had a baby girl. Three hours Mm -hmm. was her labor and delivery process. Amazing. All natural. No pain meds. Nothing. So... And I, and I have a beautiful, healthy, wonderful, amazing, brilliant daughter because of the strength of my wife. So thank you so much. Right. And, and, and kudos to her. I mean, every, every woman's labor is a little different. But um, the end result is, is the same. Right. Whether uh, you have a, a boy or a girl, the, the end result is that you go through something that changed your body in nine months' time and not only challenged yourself as a woman to know your own strength, right. but also to be patient with yourself in regards to the changes that we're having in your body and in your sex life and in your uh, friendships, because everything changes once that mm-hmm. child arrives. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's really important that we value that, that we value the sense of what are, what as women, not only, um, the physical changes of having a baby, but also the the, cha- the decision not to have children as well. Right, right. I mean, that's all all right. in the struggle and all in the yeah. in the strength. Yeah, and it's not about that. And, and of course, mm. we, we could do a whole show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we could do two shows. Right, exactly. <laughs> women and childbirth, and <laughs> yeah, right. you know whether or not you have babies. And women. <clears throat> but from a biological perspective, you know, life doesn't exist without women. And and I actually mm-hmm. share this in my classes at school in the sense that we have the technology now with cloning and, and other mm-hmm. types of techniques where we can harvest a complete egg f- 
from a human female mm-hmm. with half of the chromosomes for human life. We can harvest another one from another female, extract that DNA, and put it into the complete cell from the from the uh, parent one. Mm-hmm. Two women can have a baby from parent one, and then do artificial insemination. We can actually implant that fertilized egg that is going guaranteed female into <laughs> the womb of a virile, uh, fertile woman, and she can give birth with genetics from these two women. Uh, we do you know, surrogate mothers already. Mm-hmm. This is very common, actually, in our practices. And again, women can do the entire procedure. The eggs can come from women. Like This whole process can be all women. Mm-hmm. So they just need us guys to just maybe carry some heavy crap around, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, can you put the star on the tree? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got the rest. Well, I, I usually put the star on the tree. <laughs> I does have his perks. Oh, there went my one job. <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll get you to carry uh, the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we have empty your cup. I've got more stories of women, and we're going to talk about the F word project. And I don't mean that F word. <laughs> I do mean female. No, I mean forgiveness. <laughs> yes. Stay okay. with us here on Tate Talks. <laughs> If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here live in the studio. You can call the station 760-544-TALK, which is 8255. You can text us 760-699-0202. Please follow Facebook, Jason Tate, and on Instagram, TateTalks.radio. In this little segment I have right now with my dear friend and sister, Denitza Borges, why forgiveness? F Word Project <coughs> is about forgiveness. Yes. Why forgiveness? I mean, you can do anything you want in the world. You influence and change lives and bring people together and help people gain the strength to be on their own and make decisions to improve their mental and behavioral health and live out a long, strong life for themselves. There's so many things that you do. However, you've carved out another piece of your life to work on forgiveness. Why this one? Well, um, as I was going through school and, you know, the Effort Project actually probably originated in its own small way years and years and years ago. But mm-hmm. uh, as I started to do therapy, I realized that one of the common threads that my clients shared was their lack of moving forward. Mm-hmm. They would get fixated on um, the event that occurred, the anger, the frustration, the argument. Uh, they got stuck. And I realized that the common thread they had was a lack of forgiveness. And they couldn't move forward. And they become a, they became obsessed 
with the hurt and the pain. Mm. And we started to work towards forgiving and not sympathy, but empathy, empathy on why the other person behaved in the manner that they did. And um, I am a huge forgiver. I do not know how to hold a grudge. So when people ask me, uh, what is one of your strongest traits? I will say I am the epitome of what people should be in regards to forgiveness. And, and, and I will toot my own horn because I know there's not a lot of people who can do that. Yeah. And I know that uh, from the, the speaking engagements that I have been at, that so many people think that forgiveness can sometimes be um, a weakness. And know that shows weakness if you forgive and, and people continuously hurt you. Well, people on this planet are going to continuously hurt you. And I think that's whether a, or not you what, forgive. Yeah, whether you forgive or <laughs> yeah, not, right, whether yeah. they say something cruel, <laughs> whether you're arguing with your other right, half. Yeah. Uh, and, and these are all just tests, little small tests of how much um, you can forgive and build your strength. Uh, forgiveness is like a muscle. The, the more you do it, the stronger it becomes. And I ask um, everyone on our forgiveness for the F Word project to join me in becoming fluent in forgiveness because it's a learned language. Mm-hmm. Um, the less you know of forgiveness, the more you will, uh, uh, in such a roundabout ways, suffer because um, it's such a heavy burden and a heavy weight to carry with you. Um, you start at nine o'clock in the morning, maybe you got into an argument with your family member. At 10 o'clock, you go to Starbucks and the barista gets the drink wrong and so you're angry there. Then you get to school and the teacher gives us a surprise exam and you're angry there. Well, the anger keeps building, the resentment keeps building. But had you have forgiven the person at point A, then your whole day would have been completely different. And I think that it's just something that we need to constantly be relearning. Uh, forgiveness is an ongoing event. Right. Um, yeah. And it has that, like you said, it's basically a snowball effect. It, it really is. And it can turn an otherwise innocuous day into, oh, I had such a bad day. Right. You know, did you really? <laughs> you know, looking back, things happen, right? And like you said, forgiveness. I, I also believe that um, the more, you know, the F Word Project is, is a project that uh, is on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and we have our own um, FWordProject.com. And what you're seeing is different quotes, and then two, day, two days out of the week, there's stories. And these stories are from all walks of life, from a, a father who forgave uh, his uh, his son's murderer to um, two siblings that haven't talked in 25 years and they can't mm. even remember what the fight was about but now they're speaking yeah. um, uh, the drunken friend for New Year's who ruined the party yeah. who didn't yeah. mean to yeah. and is now having to ask people for forgiveness because she said things that she doesn't really oh. remember so there's all these different storylines and, and the goal is if we read about it more if it's in our children's faces if it's in the population's faces if one person in a family can forgive then maybe that family can become more forgiving in that family than the community and then the state and then the country and it has this rippled effect because nobody wants to be at the end of their life and feel like oh my gosh i should have asked for for forgiveness for these people years ago Mm -hmm. and all the time that's lost it's a burden it is it's a huge burden it's a it's a huge burden this you know, when we forgive and it's a genuine, sincere forgiveness, it's as if a weight's been lifted and it, you just feel is. lighter. Well, literally, like it literally feels like a weight that's being lifted. Right. You actually answered my question before I asked it. 
Did you look at my notes? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. I was asking, what is the ultimate goal of the F Word Project? And you and you outlined it per, because <laughs> because this is your moniker now. Right. This is you. This is my calling. The ultimate goal of Forgiveness F Word Project mm-hmm. on Instagram, on Facebook, fwordproject.com is to make it more visible, make it more aware so that it becomes a natural state rather than something that only some people do. Right. It's, it's more acceptable. Yeah. We're hoping to, yeah. to have it accepted. Oh, I love this. Some more stories of amazing women in our lives and more on the power of forgiveness. Stay with us here on Tate Talks. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. Jason Tate here live in the studios, Palm Springs, California, where we are live every week from noon to 2 Pacific time. The show is rebroadcast 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. And you can catch us on Facebook. You can catch me on Facebook, Jason Tate, where I post pictures with the guests. I post recipes. I forgot the recipe first hour. I'm going to have to post that. You're going to post it? Yeah. You have to. You have to <laughs> I'm going to post recipe. it on my Instagram, uh, tatetalks.radio as well. So on this beautiful March 8 International Women's Day, I have two amazing, two of my most favorite women, uh, two mm. There's many women in my life because I work in nonprofits. I, I, <laughs> I have women at home, um, my wife and daughter. I'm surrounded by women. I'm a very lucky man. <laughs> and I, I mean that in the most amazing, and ad, yeah, I adore that. And I adore the strength of women in so many different ways. And so I want to share a story about the most amazing woman that I've ever known, my mom. So when we had her celebration of life um a we we all gathered around and told stories about my mom and one of my favorite stories that actually another person told was how they went to go pick her up no they went to go meet with her and get a ride with her to a job or something and they come walking up to our house and we didn't have a garage we had a carport and my mom's minivan was up on blocks, uh, up on a jack, actually. And this, this woman, a friend of mine, um, my godmother, actually came up and she goes, Patricia, are, are you here? And she could hear tools, you know, clanking around. She's like, yeah, be just a minute. I'm just changing the oil. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom comes rolling out from under her minivan. No joke. Dress heels, you know, pumps, pantyhose, blouse. She changed the oil in her. She's like, I needed to do this. Um, you know, I don't have time to, and I don't even want to go to an old, I can do it, you know? And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she would take care of her own car. She would fix the air conditioning. Like 
her saying was, if man built it, I can fix it or make it better. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's a brilliant concept. <laughs> that's who I got to grow up with. <laughs> Mom and a dad rolled all in one. Um, and I just, I, I love her so much and I miss her so much. But I bring her with me every every day, everywhere I go. Right. So thanks, Mom. Mm, that's a lovely story. Very <laughs> lovely story. In the studio, I have my therapist turned friend turned sister mm -hmm. dr denitza borges and we're talking about forgiveness talk about strength and lifting the weight okay forgiveness they say is a gift that you give yourself right right by anthony robbins a quote mm -hmm. on f word project yes. on instagram f word project on facebook f word project.com mm -hmm. so let me ask you a question. Reflect on your experience of, so tell me about this project uh, within F Word Project mm -hmm. where you're gathering information and stories from all of the ages, right? right? And right. you came to my classroom and you met with some teenagers. Teenagers are weird. <laughs> I work with them all the time. They're misunderstood. They're misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. They are another species, I think. And we just haven't classified them yet. No, they're they're amazing. I love my kids. What was the experience like? Yeah, walking into a, a high school, you, you just you you just don't know what you're going to get, but you know you're going to get raw material. Yep. You, you're going to get straight to the point, direct, um, no BS type of answers. And uh, when I went into your classroom, my goal was uh, is to get over five thousand um, different varieties of what does forgiveness mean to you and incorporate that eventually into a commercial. And so um, I'm taking from the ages of five all the way up into um, uh, seniors and kind of seeing how forgiveness fluctuates and, uh, and doesn't. Right. And so going into your classroom and, and seeing these children, you could see who, um, who was really more of the forgiving type and had that as a very stronger character and someone who was very non-forgiving. So the spectrum is from, I do not forgive, um, it, it, it is never gonna happen, um, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. I'll forgive, and f but I'll never forget, to the opposite of the spectrum was, I'll forgive because I need to, because I need to do it for me. Yeah. And your, your classroom, and I was able to sit in on, on two of Jason's classrooms, was all over the spectrum. Yeah. But what I found was really, really, after um, doing the analysis of the data, was I found that a lot of the high schoolers thought, well, I'll forgive someone else. I'll forgive someone else in ah. regards to, um, I'll forgive them. I'll forgive her when they say they're sorry. It was always someone else they were forgiving. And it was only maybe two or three people out of the both classrooms that could acknowledge that they were the person needing the forgiveness. And so we're always thinking we're in the driver's seat when it comes to forgiving. But uh, honestly, majority of us are also yeah. in the passenger seat that right. needs the forgiveness. How often would you say that self-forgiveness is, you know, part of the forgiveness project or far, part of just forgiveness in general? I mean, I think of myself, I used to, <laughs> I used to think that my lack of forgiveness or my inability to forgive stemmed from my inability to forgive myself because I'm very critical of myself. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in accidents and I'm just, I'm just really hard on myself. And I believe a lot of us are really hard on ourselves. And so, 
and I would just kind of chalk that up like, hey, you know, I, I really try not to make mistakes. And if I do, I have a hard time forgiving myself. And that's why I have a hard time forgiving other people. But now I, I'm because of you, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm changing my script mm. because we are what we say we are. Right. Instead of defining myself as somebody who doesn't forgive easily, I say things like I'm getting better at forgiveness and I'm feeling that weight lifting. I think when <clears throat> what forgiveness is is a a, a branch off love. If you are having a very difficult time um, practicing forgiveness, from the smallest pebble to the largest you know obstacle of forgiveness, then you're going to have a really really tough time with self forgiveness. So if you have you can't forgive yourself. How can you expect to forgive others? Yeah, it's a. It starts with you. Yeah, you know, if you don't love yourself, as with all things, right? As it starts with you. Yeah, and so if you don't love yourself, how do you expect to love others and to f- let them feel comfortable coming to your table? Yeah. So, um, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I'm extremely forgiving, and my number one questions are: Well, you're leaving yourself to more hurt. I'm like, you're possibly right, but it's a muscle that is so strong now that things that would have hurt me before don't hurt me as much. So So it, it doesn't really matter. And and I tell people all the time, I'm going to be the most forgiving person you'll ever meet because I know it's not a muscle that everybody practices. They just don't engage with it. So I, I tell my clients, I told your students, if you can forgive someone for a small item, then you can move on to, you start small. So when something really traumatic happens to you, it may take you longer to forgive, but you're going to do it because you've built that muscle and you've built that character trait. For many people, you don't hear um, people say, well, what's your strongest trait? And I will always say, oh, my ability to forgive. And Uh, it shocks everyone. Um, There are other traits that I am very proud of, but forgiveness being the main one i do not i you and i could have an argument today in about an hour i don't remember what that argument was and i will call you well, you know we've you know we're siblings, <laughs> we're siblings all siblings <laughs> you know all siblings have a little tiff here yeah, and there yeah, or yeah, a difference yeah. of opinion yeah. and it would be like oh are we still going to meet tomorrow for lunch and it doesn't yeah. resonate with like, people uh, yeah not so much <laughs> they're like what do you mean don't you remember don't yeah aren't you I, mad I, at me <laughs> no, i just think there's so much wasted time yeah, there is and when and you, like you said stuck and you're stuck and then th- let's talk what forgiveness brings you it brings you so many people don't have good night's sleep because they're dwelling on what happened throughout right. the rest of the day they're um self stuck they're stuck they don't um it's it, it's there's so much evidence out there that the more people don't forgive the more health issues they have whether it it's be true. physical or That's mental true. health yep, very true and so when you yeah. your your mind cannot think of two things at the same time obviously yeah. so if you're harboring all this ill will towards another person you're missing out on opportunities of goodness in your life stuck you're stuck <laughs> you're constantly yeah. stuck and, and you i think we all know that one person yeah. that retells that story oh, about traumas it, and dramas yeah ta- right yeah. right traumas and dramas yeah. or i uh, one of my one of my good sayings to some of my clients one of my mottos is um you're having relationship problems with somebody you're not in a relationship with yeah and true. But they're they're harboring all this ill feelings, and at the end of the day, they can't remember 
why yeah. yeah and so if we can eliminate that if we can teach people to be kinder and more forgiving then maybe just maybe there'll be less bullying in schools yeah. maybe just maybe we can teach our children how to discuss things in a positive manner if they come to the table already willing to forgive mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. receive forgiveness mm-hmm. because what ends up occurring is we get to the table and we're like, okay, I'm going to forgive you, Jason. I'm going to forgive you. On this condition. On on this condition. <laughs> okay. There's always conditions. Yeah. But then you'll turn to me and say, well, no, 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 no. I came to the table because you were wrong and I'm going to forgive you. So not only do we have to be open to for- forgiveness, yeah. but we also have to be open to, am I ready to come to the table and own what I did right. and be forgiven? Right. Yeah. And and it's 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 very difficult to own up to mm-hmm. your part of mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. Because you are part of the problem. Sure. So as as and that goes hand in hand with forgiveness. Yeah. If we can admit that we are part of the problem, then we have to then we know that we can be part of the solution. Love that. Right. Aww. So it's it's right. it's a moving moving train. This week on Empty Your Cup, mm-hmm. which is the mindfulness p- component, I wanted to share my favorite quote about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I saw it on F Word Project uh-huh. on Instagram, uh, and, I, and I actually committed it to memory. Forgiveness doesn't exonerate the perpetrator. It liberates the victim. Very much so. It, it sets you free so that you can become unstuck. Mm-hmm. And I, when I, you know, as you're talking, I think about a person being stuck or trapped in mud or in tar or something, and that tar is the lack of forgiveness. Very much so. And you just can't move forward. If we get stuck, we have to understand that part of the gift of forgiveness is to learning to become unstuck. Mm-hmm. And so many people don't want to be unstuck because it, it, it begins to identify them. Right. The problem identifies them. But the cost is too great not to put in the work to get unstuck because there are some people in this world who will say things like forgiveness. I do not want to discuss that. Yeah. Well, and you experienced that and I've experienced that in my classroom. (laughs) Right. Um, And I used, you know, people wear it as a badge of honor Mm -hmm. thinking that this makes them strong. I don't forgive thinking that makes them strong and that forgiveness is weak when it's exactly the opposite of that. It takes a very strong person to forgive. Here in the studios with the master of forgiveness, <laughs> my friend and sister, Dr. Danitza Borges. We'll talk more about forgiveness, and I'd love to get some tips on how to learn how to get unstuck mm. in this next segment. So Excellent. where to begin? Stay here with us on Tate Talks. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate, live in the studios here at Palm Springs, California. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. My friend and sister, Dr. Denitza Borges, we're here talking about forgiveness, the F Word Project. 
which is on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Uh, they even have their own website, fwordproject.com. This power of forgiveness. So before we get back into the topic of forgiveness and talking about how to get unstuck, because mm-hmm. it is a stuck right. process, I want to share another powerful motivating story about my mom um, because it's International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm dedicating this entire show, all two hours, to women around the world. And I even want to extend it to women of all species. Mm. Life would not exist mm-hmm. without powerful women of all species to carry the weight and burden of us men. (laughs) 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 When you think of the heavy lifting, it's definitely women (laughs) doing the heavy lifting. Uh, Guys, anyway. So my mom was um, remarkable and a Renaissance woman, a self-taught artist and muralist and painter who could paint a, a mural on a wall using a, style of painting called trompe mm-hmm. uh, which is chiaroscura in Italian, which means to fool the eye. And sometimes she would paint murals in like a dentist office that people, I see people reach up and touch the wall to go, oh, wow, that's a wall. You know, mm-hmm. thinking that they're looking out onto a desert scene. Or one of my favorites was she painted a bookcase on the wall next to an actual bookcase mm. and people thought that the bookcase just extended around the room but most of the room was her painting mm. just remarkable cool. self-taught human amazing human person and so she taught me at a very young age and then growing up that every problem has a solution and if the solution isn't very clear to you it just takes another perspective and another angle and creativity is the answer to all problems. Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking at things from a 180 degree perspective or even 360 degrees, you really need to look at it from a spherical 720 degree perspective from all different angles. And in many cases, problems have many solutions. So anyone that feels like they're stuck in a problem in life, it's just a change in perspective and we're going to talk about that right now. Actually, I want to hear a powerful woman's story from you, <coughs> Dr. Borges. Wow. Um, I, I have, um, a, it's really difficult to choose that powerful woman's story because um, my powerful woman's story comes from mentorship. Uh, mm. just, just having um, some really strong women in my life growing up and who were able to educate me and guide me in, in a way that, really resonates with me now and 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 you being in education and me having a uh, an amazing teacher a just absolutely amazing teacher who tested me not only academically but um, tested my my character traits and tested my integrity and and all the good stuff that she was able to to see something in a young girl when this myself I wasn't able to see it mm. and to see certain potential and see see my weaknesses and, and, and slowly mold them into um, into strengths. And and for that, you know, women, we have a difficult time sometimes relating to each other. Yeah. And so to have um, a woman take me at a young age under her wing and say, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and teach you how to you know, harvest your strengths and, and share them with others that that's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful. Can we to offer me. some gratitude to this person? Maybe even share her first name. 
Um, I can. Her name was, or is, Julie Brummond, and she was a teacher of mine in uh, San Diego, oh. California. Oh. Amazing. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, amazing Thank person. Thank you for altering the course, even right. a little bit, right. of the life of somebody who's so important to me today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she was ama- she's an amazing person. Yeah. Wonderful Thank teacher. You. All right. Let's talk about getting unstuck. Mm-hmm. We get stuck in this lack of forgiveness. Why is it important? And what are actually not why is it important, but what are some quick uh, tricks, tips? You know, I, I often tell people you are what you say you are. If you believe you can't do this, then you won't be able to. But how do we change that script? And what are some tricks or tips on getting unstuck that you've seen that work? Well, if you if you go into every type of situation knowing that it's not happening to you, it's going through you. Okay. So say, for instance, you get into an argument with your significant other. It, they may say some cruel things or maybe be hot-headed for the moment, but it doesn't mean it's supposed to attach to you. It means it's supposed to go through you. Mm. They're having their moment. Mm -hmm. And how are you feeling because of their moment? Mm. And and so, and then you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Is is it because it's something's triggering me? Is it because I too am having a really, really bad day? No, it's because I'm harvesting it. I'm, I'm attaching myself to these events. And when we attach ourselves to the events or to the hurt or to the anger, it will stem and it'll kind of become toxic to us in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. So the goal is not to attach ourselves, to let it go through us and, 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 and actually be um, empathetic to the other person. Like, why are they reacting this way to me? I know they love me. Yeah. I know I love right. them. Yeah. I know they're having a moment. I'm not going to attach myself to their behavior. I'm going to attach myself to knowing that this is just an episode. It's an episode. It's not it's a moment it's, in it's, life. Right. It's a moment in life that I'm being tested on my forgiveness yep. and they're being tested on their kindness. There it is. A change in perspective. A change in perspective. Looking at it from two. I like that. And, and we change a word. Right. And if you were to tell that person. Happening through me, not to me. Right. And if you and if you tell that person, you know, I, I know you're angry with me, but can you can you just kind of be a little kinder to me? Because, mm. you know, we want to be a kinder right. person. You know, right. humanity wants to shower kindness. Right. So you, 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 you're allowed to say, can you just be a little kinder to me? Because I'm not taking this really well. And that person's like that. not going to say to you, no, I don't want to be kind. Because <laughs> that just seems like a little well, especially odd. Especially if you're in a relationship with that person. Right. right? Or yeah. a friendship. Yeah, yeah. Or, you, or know the Say, look, I know this is not your typical behavior. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to give us a timeout and a break because I know I must be triggering something to you as well. And what this does is it kind of disarms them a little bit. Right. Yeah. And, and it disarms and they're allowed, you. And, and also like, okay, I acknowledge you're upset and um, you know, I'm not telling you not to be upset. Right. But um, let's handle the upsetness yeah. differently. Yeah. And if we know that there's a solution to it, yeah. then you're not going to harbor ill feelings. Yeah. And give yourself time. Oh, I love that. Denitza, my sister, <laughs> thank you so much for taking time out of your valuable day Aww. to be here on Tate Talks. Thank and you for having us. F-Word Project. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I so. hope uh, hope your listeners go ahead and uh, follow us on Instagram and Please Facebook. Please do. Yeah. Fwordproject.com on, uh, on the web. Fwordproject on Instagram. And Fwordproject on Facebook. 
Tate Talks is here every Sunday from noon to 2 Pacific Time, rebroadcast from 6 to 8 here on iHubRadio.com, where we provide up-to-date current information with regard to health and wellness, to inform and inspire, to make sure that the rest of your life is the best of your life. Thank you. See you next week.